meeting is being recorded. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pipeline Superheroes podcast, hosted as always by Grant Cohen and Keegan Slattery. Hi there. Today we have Frederick Birchfield, CEO of Arena Eats. Frederick was right before we started telling us his interesting foray into sports, the culinary world, and everything in between. So we'll let you tell the audience just how you got into everything. Uh, you know, it was an idea of, um, of a business partner of mine. Um, we were actually out, uh, we were actually out West and, uh, we took in a game. Um, I won't put anybody's name out there or anything like that, but long story short, uh, we were amazed by some of the tech solutions that was there and we tried to utilize it one night and it wouldn't work. So we got back to Milwaukee. We normally um, have our big meetings every morning. And about three or four weeks later, uh, my business partner came back to me with, you know, an opportunity to compete with some of the biggest software companies out here. Uh, and so we started to research. Uh, we started to research um, the mobile app stores, Google Play, Apple, Apple App Store. And we started looking at the reviews and how most sports fans were just like done spent and uh when it comes to different features that wouldn't you know simple stuff you know ordering stuff uh mm -hmm. tickets and everything like that so we decided that we could actually compete and sit at the table with some of the bigger tech companies out here and uh we came up with our needs cool and um Tell us like a little bit about how it's like to to prospect into sports stadiums themselves. Are you selling to individual arenas? Is it something something that you can do from a league basis? Just because like you know, I think there is certain leagues like from talking with folks that are in similar spaces, especially in the security space. Sometimes you have to sell to individual teams, and it's like one sales cycle for maybe all 30 stadiums in a, a top four sports league. Or sometimes it's like you can sell to the NFL and, and work top down that way. Well, you know what? Actually, uh, the whole delivery of Arena Eats is wide open. Um, we can we can do business with a team. We can do business with a venue. Uh, standalone, um, Arena Eats can be added inside of a team app already. Um, we can do an API plugin with that. Um, it's the the biggest thing for me is is that, um, and I, I just want to correct something. I'm not only the CEO; I'm the founder. So I get a lot more play where I have a lot more flexibility where I can kind of do what I want. And I don't have any investors in my company. I own it 100%. So for me, I always aim to be different. Um, and you always kind of want to lay where there's more growth. So right now we're targeting women's sports. Uh, last year, uh, March Madness kind of got, got our t attention on that. Uh, women's sports is uh, great athletes. Um, it's a ton of place. I still understand why most of these uh, top brands don't want to touch them at all and offer them endorsement deals. But if I can be the person to open that door uh, with Arena Eats as well, Arena Eats also have ad space for revenue also. So it'd be perfect. But if we can be some of the first ones to pioneer that, that's exactly what I want. Uh, but as far as like just picking a certain group to work with, uh, it really doesn't matter at all. Um, Right now, we got a real big following outside of the country, believe it or not. Um, far reaches as far as Australia, Spain, um, nice. France. Yeah, so it's it's the emails and the phone doesn't stop ringing, which is a good thing. That's an awesome thing. 
Um, can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, with that growth strategy of, um, well, especially with keeping in mind that you are the, you know, owner and you don't have any outside investment. How do you think about your growth strategy in terms of just, you know, it's always feels different when you're spending your money versus, you know, an outside investment money. Um, so how does your growth strategy um, kind of evolve when you're, you know, investing your own funds directly into everything? Uh, it, it brings me back to the why. Um, you know, to me, it's not, it's not really about, at this point, actually, it's not really about the, the bigger the price tag, how Arena East rolls out. It's the impact is what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Um, I aim to do business differently and I aim to put something out there that's going to work. Um, and to me, when you have your brand tied to something, um, it's very important on how you deliver. You know, you want to oversell and, and deliver strong. And um, me and my team is very much aware of what goes with that. And uh, there's been lawsuits that we've researched on behind some of these mobile apps. Um, actually, a matter of fact, there was one that was over a $20 million lawsuit just because certain features did not work. Huh. And to be honest with you, what's scary is, is that when you see this, no one comes back and addresses the fan inside of these reviews and say, hey, you know what? Um, we like to get your information, sit down and make it right. Uh, with Arena Eats, it's, the software is so intuitive. Uh, you get a survey and a receipt sent to you through a text message in your email right after your order. So we want to know everything, which basically, if it's our client, we can share that information. But we can make it right on our end, but we can share the information for them to want to make it right on their end, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, data is very important. Um, I don't take anything for granted. Um, when sports fans talk, you got to listen. Um, and it's not just shoving something at a team and just saying, give me $18 million. Woohoo. No, no, it's, it's a growing process, especially when you want to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've uh, admittedly been to a million sporting events, sort of my thing. I've seen mobile app ordering done well, done poorly. I think like there's a few phases of it and I'm sure you know, you know a lot more of like what it looks like, but first there was like mobile in seat ordering. If you had really good seats, like you had to look, look at a little QR code on your seat and somebody, you know, comes in, it's like a, you know, definitely like a wait staff. And then um, when the Chase Center in San Francisco opened, they had like in uh, like they have like the kiosks and you could like order and then like you come up and like the pizza is ready for you, whatever it may be. Um, and then I saw that really blow up in one stadiums uh, opened again after COVID because the thought was if you have less people congregate in the lines around concession stands, there's less of a chance of people being up and close and breathing on each other. So I'm sure that was like a positive, um, uh, you know, trend for your business as well. But I guess like the underlying question is like, what uh, is different about Arena Eats relative to some of the things that me as a consumer have seen, but never really thought too much about? Uh, you know what the the difference is is the um, is the software of it. I mean, um, most most of the apps out here we also offer pre order also. So if you're on your way to the arena, let's just say you're getting off work, you want to meet your food at your seat, you can do that or either stop and pick it up. Pre order has also been pretty popular with that. But the biggest thing of all, which makes Arena Eats stand out, is dependability and reliability. No matter where you at. You go into the app and you place an order, it's going to work. Um, and it's going to be very, very intuitive. A five-year-old could place an order in there. Um, as long as we got restrictions on alcohol. <laughs> so we don't want that to be too easy. But, um, you know, uh, 
some great partnerships have taken place with the app. Uh, we're partners with Amazon uh, is based on the cloud. Um, like most, most of my competitors, we don't have to come in and wire up servers and all of that stuff. We don't have to, we don't even have to touch the venue at all. We can just come in, uh, tablets, wireless printers, um, and come in and let my team uh, get started. So a lot of it is behind the scenes. Uh, we make it a lot easier for the concessionaires as well, uh, as far as like being able to control your menu. If you sell out of something, it's easy to turn something off. Um, everything is right on demand as far as the concessionaire and the, and the fans as well. You know, you want them to be able to not miss a second, you know, and with the price of tickets nowadays, who want to get up and miss something? You know, I basically, I don't. I mean, I'm, if I do it at home and I forget to, you know, pause it, which is a luxury. So, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, that's pretty much um, where I believe that Arena Eats is different and, uh, and what it stands for. Mm -hmm. Oh, Keegan, you drop out? Oh, there we go. Apologies, guys. My uh, my internet just dropped out on me out of nowhere. Sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> um, I might have missed your, uh, the last question there, but um, Fred, I do have a question. You were you mentioned earlier that you guys have you know you've done a lot of different things that really make a big impact. What are some of the sort of the maybe unconventional strategies you've taken around growth and around you know finding new business and things like that? Uh, you know what? Um, I can say this: the most common luxury was uh, putting a tech company behind Arena Eats. Arena East was like a standalone uh, brand on its own uh, that was actually built in-house. Um, there is no subbing anything out. I really don't believe in that. Uh, even though I do have a lot of software companies knocking down my door. Um, one of the reasons why I'm not a real big fan of it is because normally when you have four people building something and you bring it in a platform, a lot of this stuff starts to fight each other. And you go put it in a venue with 12 to 18,000 people, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be more chaos inside of that one single platform. And if you want it fixed, out of all the people you're going to have to go through, it's going to take, who knows, a couple weeks. But your fans are constantly using it. Mm. And you don't want to put a, a bad name to it. But as far as us, when it comes down for it, with it being built in-house and by mainly our guys, we can go right into it. And uh, and get right down to the bottom of it. If it's a change of color, whatever it is, um, if you're at the game and I'm not, uh, I can pretty much say, you know what, give me a couple seconds and tell me what you see, and we mm -hmm. can change mm -hmm. it just like that. So that's one of the things that you know we wanted to step into, which actually makes us different. But as far as growth, um, the tech side, technology solutions um, is what allows me to be patient uh, with Arena Eats. Mm. Um, fortunate into the wrong situation, it's not good. I've seen too many brands come together and then they have this big falling out. Uh, and then, you know, the customers today and fans are not stupid. You see two brands go separate ways. Even if words are not spoken, everybody kind of knows, you know, what's going on. So um, uh, the tech side has just been big for us. And I'm um, yeah. just getting into sports tech. Uh, right now, we're we're partners with uh, Hype Sports Tech Innovation um, over in Tel Aviv. Um, those guys have been um, a, a real big help for us uh, with the push outside the country. So uh, right now, I think I I think I I have like about 
50 reverse pitches to listen to. Um, <laughs> I got FIBA next week, I believe, nice. uh, to listen to. So, so yeah. So, I mean, you know what? It's, it's all, it's, it's all about finding the right situation, you know, um, not really in a big rush. Uh, it's not, it's not really about that. Mm-hmm. What would you say is when you're in a sales meeting and I talk to founders and sales folks all the time, that's sort of like they have a good product. They understand sort of the pain points of their end user, but they aren't able necessarily to connect those two things well. So like when you are in a sales meeting and like the prospect sort of has the aha moment where they're like, oh, this fits this problem or this is why I need that. Like, what is it uh, for you? Like when you're able to express that? Um, you know, as far as the connection, uh, I would say most of these teams and venues, um, that's kind of like number one. I mean, that's almost like asking how valuable is data. Um, when you can bridge the gap between the fans and the ownership of a team, I mean, to me, that's golden. Um, I basically point out just how intuitive the software is. Um, you know, basically, it's not just saying, oh, you want it, here it is. Um, there's a lot of other tweaks and adjustments that we can make on our end that will bridge the gap between you and your fan base, which means that if you want facial recognition inside the app to firmly identify if this person is, you know, a season ticket holder, or if it's uh, somebody who wants to uh, FaceTime, you know, and leave a message inside of arena eats to actually talk to the higher ups. It's a lot of different features that we have that can bridge the gap with that. Um, it's just a matter of, we need to know what your goals are. You know, your goals just might be to up revenue. You might not care about what fans think. You may not want to know that, but we do. We're monitored on our end uh, because that's number one for us. Um, but um, that's pretty much, it's pretty much open. That end of arena eats is, can be, can be customized in a lot of different ways. Um, that's kind of one of the ways where now um, a newer version of Arena Eats is being built right now um, with a lot of artificial intelligence in it, a lot more streaming, um, live streaming at that. I'm actually, a matter of fact, uh, technology solutions is moving into live streaming. Um, it's going to be a digital media sec sector as well in the, in the company as well. So that's been another big thing that's been keeping me busy. So we're going to be able to put that in our mobile applications and websites and stuff as well. I love that. It sounds like you guys are, are so focused on both the fan experience as the final end user, and then also making sure that the experience for all the teams and arenas and stuff like that is, is amazing as well. That they can get more than just revenue and like really focusing on what that experience is like um, and reliability being such a massive part of that. Um Oh, I had a follow-up question for that. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. The question was, you know, getting that sort of culture of um, really focusing on customer feedback and, and you know, end-user fan feedback and customer feedback. Has that been hard to sort of infuse within the organization? Or is that something that kind of comes inherently with the folks that you're hiring? Sometimes, sometimes you know, I feel like it's overlooked if you're talking to a team or, you know, some executives because it's almost like, a lot of sports teams, when one does something, they all follow that same protocol. One never seems to want to break off and how Bugs Bunny said, take the left at Albuquerque. You know, sometimes <laughs> that left is valuable, you know. So yeah. for us, we try to 
open that up. That's just like rolling out in seat in seat delivery. To me, that's a big task to roll that out. You really got to have it together because the thing is, if it's not, we can operate the app, but once it's on, we can't slow it down. So you got to be able to keep up. If you can't keep up, we don't recommend that you open that. But we have our ways. We have our own protocol of how we would think you would want to open that up. But uh, you know, sometimes business has to change, um, and we bring all these things to the table, whether somebody wants to listen or not. Um, but if it sticks out later as a red flag, uh, we will recommend you know and push that harder. But that is important. Those two things are very important, and to me. Tech company, a team can die early or last longer. So, and as now, as I'm looking around, a lot of my competitors are losing a lot of their clients. Um, bigger price tags and less less success. I mean, if you sit back and you look at it and you figure, why am I paying six figures a month? And uh, the economy is not great, but look at my fan base. It doesn't take mm -hmm. a genius to see that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what are some sort of takeaways from a data perspective that uh, if I'm a stadium or if I'm a, uh, you know, a like a arena that I can learn from it is like you mentioned, like, uh, you know, like how much people are buying certain things at certain concessions and there's probably a fulfillment aspect there. But what else can you do? Because I think of like, you know, like uh, I went to Barclays the other day and in the second half they ran out of popcorn. Would they run out of popcorn less with your product to, to use a, a finer point? <laughs> you know what? Um, data analytics is 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 in the top five of Arena Eats. Um, basically, right now we have been working on some software. Um, let's just say, for instance, um, it's a statistical fact that wherever the Golden State Warriors go, more fans buy Hennessy. It's a, it's a fact. So if they're at your venue and it's the first time and Arena Eats is running. If we get that baseline one time in the analytics, we can forecast the next three to four times they come into Milwaukee, Wisconsin, easy. Um, we could do that for concerts, uh, boxing. If it's a comedy show, we can we can run that analytics on there just so that you can forecast, okay, if you want to change your pricing, okay, you know what? We're going to sell more of this Wednesday night than we did this. You know, we give you a chance to move some stuff around and play chess where everybody else is playing checkers. So it's 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 a great way to turn, you know, give clients and not only that concessionaires, you know, they're the hardest working ones and they make probably the less money out of the out of the whole thing. So if you can make it profitable across the board uh, where Arena Eats is actually profitable, but not really digging too deep into concessionaires i'm always it's always a thumbs up for me mm -hmm. yeah i think like the best products definitely look like a secret weapon and you know it definitely sounds like arena eats is that secret weapon um but as we wrap up is there anything you'd like to promote or any sort of people that you're looking for for the record most of our audiences SaaS founders investors growth-minded people sales and marketing folks you know what i can say this um i'm not your typical founder <laughs> I'm not, uh, um, I'm an outside of the box thinker. I'm a people person. Um, I'll tell you what I got. Uh, um, and I can, I can easily sit here and, 
and blow somebody into your type of business line. Uh, but I, the one thing I can say is if anybody's interested and you want uh, the top notch service as far as mobile applications, websites, um, even a, even a one off mobile app, or if you want to look deeper into Arena Eats, uh, give us a call. Check out the websites. Um, everything is uh, everything is what it is. Uh, there's nothing here to hide. Uh, we're wide open and we're willing to work with anybody. So if there's any organization, or I guess I'm starting to be open to some investors. I'm uh, I got my business advisor knocking on my door. So, uh, but you know, um, you know, we're willing to sit down at the table and, and talk to and work with anybody. There's no there's no favorites here. So, um, you know, but in the meanwhile, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited to follow you. Uh, good luck. And thanks for the time today. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you. And you guys be safe.